Al, mm-hmm. when it comes to video games, there's an upper echelon that games that many people consider to be the greatest are placed mm-hmm. upon. And of course, you know, with, with all sorts of things like that, whether it's video games, whether it's any sort of media, whether it's capital L literature and the canon of that, all of that, despite it being heavily studied and everything, is simply one word and that's subjective. It's true. But another there's another word that likes to get thrown around for things that are, you know, well received. Well, I guess created very well, and that is the M word. No, it's not Monopoly. That's a different <sighs> game. It's Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Masterpiece, not Master P. The No Limit Soldiers are not going to show up here. <laughs> oh my God. As much as that would be. This isn't WCW 1999 or 2000, whenever that was. That's a, I have no that's idea a reference, what reference for, you're uh, making. For some people out there. God. I like to like to to get the the deep cuts because that's a that is what I do. Anyways, we're going to talk about masterpieces. Webster's Dictionary defines a masterpiece as a work done with extraordinary skill, or a piece of work presented to a medieval guild as evidence of qualification for the rank of master. <laughs> nice. Oh, there's a picture of a cat in glasses that showed up. That's real good. Oh, that is a masterpiece. That's a masterpiece. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> uh, I guess I should introduce the this podcast since we have gone two minutes and I have not done that. Uh, hello, welcome. This is episode 96 of the Seasonal Anime Check of OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by the masterpiece of games herself, Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. I was going to say you were the masterpiece, but I was like, that would be, that's an incredibly narcissistic thing to like even <laughs> think of. Uh, also, for the record, you use Webster's Dictionary and know a Webster was an Well, there you go. I. Mm-hmm. The more you know. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself a masterpiece, but shrug. Well, Interpretation. See, everything's subjective. <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today, because, I mean, I, this hasn't really been, like, something that's been kind of, like, around, like, recently, but, you know, there's always talk of, like, you know, what are, what are the masterpieces of gaming? What's, what is a, what does a game have to be to be considered a masterpiece? Uh, mm-hmm. Does, is that come from your personal feelings? Does that come from, you know, just the work itself? Does that come from the time period, the the context of it? All those sorts of things can can kind of be brought together or considered when thinking of, you know, what is a masterpiece. Also, like, how long does a game have to be out for it to be considered a masterpiece? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of just something uh, I thought would be interesting to talk about. I agree. So there you go. That's why I'm here. That's, that's why <laughs> Al's here. She was like, I'm not talking about anything else except for this. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of what we we're going to talk about. Like, I remember, I remember back when, uh, last year when Breath of the Wild came out 
and mm-hmm. there was a there was a lot of talk about that game being like you know one of the best games ever made a lot of hyperbole around that and there was an interesting discussion on uh i forget what video it was but it was a giant bomb video it was um it was austin walker of waypoint and him and dan reichert were talking about uh about the game and talking about like you know how do you consider it a masterpiece like is it just because of you know the gameplay design is it your personal feelings like how long has it does it have to be to to be considered a masterpiece and all that sorts of stuff and i thought that was like a really really interesting discussion that they had and it's kind of something that's kind of permeated with me you know since then it's just you know this idea of you know we we put a bunch of different games on that sort of pedestal of you know these are the the greatest of all time and whether it's from like the early days of games to now you know what well, I guess the the main question that comes from that is why? Yeah. Why are they considered the best? Why are they considered quote unquote masterpieces? Like, is there a specific you know criteria for that and all that? And I think that's kind of what we're going to, or at least attempt to examine here, because that's a it's a it's a hard thing to to nail down, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since you threw this idea out, I've been like thinking of my list and like what would be my top games and would I actually consider any of them like a masterpiece in terms of like stepping away from my personal feelings on the game and like what are they as good as that to everyone else and like hmm, I don't know yeah it's tough like for for example let's start off with a with a showstopper I guess all right. Persona 4 is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something we have... We've definitely discussed this on this show before. Um, I would definitely put it as, like, a top one for me, too. Not the top, but one of the top. I don't necessarily think that game's a masterpiece. I don't either. It has, like, a metric butt-ton of flaws in mm-hmm. it. But, like, it was personally enjoyable for me to yeah. play. And it did a lot for me as a person, like... But is it a masterpiece? And I, I don't know that it it could be considered that. Right, and I think that's kind of one of the things. To like when you're when you're thinking of this, like that is, it's a primary thing you have to examine. It's like you know, this game could be one of my favorite games of all time, but I have to look at that critically and see like, okay, you know, under my jurisdiction and definitions of what a masterpiece should be, does it fit that criteria? And I think, like you said, like Persona Four has has issues. Like, you know, there are different, different, definite, uh, writing issues with regards to like you know the way they handle Kanji and Naoto. I don't think they handle that all that great. Mm-hmm. Or uh, um, Yosuke. That too. And his narrative. Yeah, that too. Like, the, I think that's definitely something that you can you can easily knock against that game. And despite that game being, like, one of my favorite games of all time, like, I would sit there and agree with you. Like, yeah, exactly. That is definitely a problem with that game. And, you know, there's there's other things as well. But, like, I think that might that's probably one of the biggest, like, knocks against it from, from achieving that, that sort of status. Like, I think it's still, like, a fantastic game. It's mm-hmm. great. But it's not a masterpiece. Well, that's how I am about Persona 3 is that, like, that's legitimately one of my favorite games of all time. But like I can sit here and say, no, it's not a masterpiece because it has a lot of problems with it. 
And um, you know, Persona 3 Portable tried to fix some of those, but it, it couldn't fix everything. Right. And so it, it, while I personally love it and it means a lot to me, I don't think that I could like put it in a museum and say like, this is the number one best game of all time. It's a masterpiece. Like I couldn't do that. Um, I can say like, yes, it's one of my favorite games. It personally means a lot to me and it has a lot of stuff that I think it does very, very well. But I know that that's not going to translate to like a vast majority of people. Right. I guess kind of going off that, like, what do you think your criteria for like a game being a masterpiece is? That's hard. Which is hard yeah. um, like, I think for me, I think one thing is like the gameplay is it's it's I guess I hate to use this word, but like the gameplay is almost timeless. We're like, right. you know, it played well back in when it came out and it still plays well today. Like, I know that's, that's obviously like just one thing about a video game. Like gameplay is not the be all end all of it. But if a game plays as well as it did back when it was first released and, you know, years have gone by and it still plays extremely well, like, that is definitely something that is in its favor. Yeah. Like, two games that are, like, super high on my list uh, that I would put into this category without any hesitation would be Link to the Past and Chrono Trigger. I would, uh, going around that same time period, I would put Super Mario World. Okay, yeah, Super Mario World definitely is fantastic. Games that are, like, you can play now and you still get the same kind of experience that you would have back in the day. Like, they still hold up extremely, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the case of Mario World, like, it's not a very story-heavy game, but, like, the story's fine in it. Like, there's nothing bad with the writing. Um, it it looks fantastic it still. It still looks great. Yeah, like... And, like, in terms of the actual, like, playability it's still a super fun game it's 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 really hard to like knock anything against that game right and that's how i am with chrono trigger and link to the past but and i would agree with you on super mario world i didn't really consider that but you're absolutely right like those types of games really hold up very very well Mm -hmm. um so i in my opinion i would put those up there in that category um and they tend to be on lists of like best games of all time yeah. type scenario. Um, but again, like I'm thinking what kind of criteria did they follow? And for me, like I think that it says a lot that I basically play a link to the past, like at least once a year and have since I was a small child, mm-hmm. like that game still is just like one of the most fun games for me. And it has like amazing amounts of replayability, even though I know for a fact, what's going to happen every single time. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point as well. Of like, you know, these games are on a lot of like best of lists, uh, all that sort of stuff. But you usually don't see exactly like what their criteria is. It's just like, Mm-mm. here in our opinion is the best games ever list. And there you go. Um, and I think, I think just for the most part, like figuring out that criteria is incredibly hard. Yeah. And I'm going to bring up a really controversial opinion. Are you ready? Okay. A lot of these lists put Ocarina of Time on there, and I would not. That is that's a hot take. It is a very hot take. Um, because, yes, it was really revolutionary, and I will argue that to the death of me, that it did a lot for video gaming. Um, 
but even then, like if I go back and play it, I'm like, Ugh. like a lot of this doesn't look good anymore. A lot of this doesn't play well anymore. And also, like, you're gonna want to play the 3ds version, right? Which I, I, I guess I don't know if that's a knock against it or not. I don't know that it's necessarily a knock against it, but then at the same time, is it like, well, if it was such a masterpiece on the 64, why do we even need this remake? That's a that's a good point. Like games are in a weird place, just like transformatively, because you know. I guess movies are also kind of similar of like, you know, you know, a, a movie will come out and then like it can get remade and everything, whether it's like, you know, an iconic piece of cinema or something like that. But with video mm-hmm. games, it's a little bit different because, you know, when you remake a game, you can choose to make the gameplay better. You can choose to make the visuals better. You can choose to attempt to make the story better. And I mean, that's basically what they did with the Ocarina of Time 3DS remake is they completely overhauled the visuals, um, the issues that people had with the actual gameplay. They changed they changed the camera issues like they basically made like a whole new game with the exact same story. Right. So like it, it almost makes it in a sense of like Ocarina of Time and Ocarina of Time 3D are two separate entities. Right. When you're looking at them through this type of scope. But then like even then... You know, and it, it sounds kind of weird for me to say this based on the fact that, um, you know, I, I've just recently said that Link to the Past was, I would consider that a masterpiece. Um, Ocarina felt, like, lifeless in certain instances. Mm-hmm. And they changed that a lot with Majora's Mask, where they made, like, every single person really interactable, and they had a lot of personality and that kind of thing. But Ocarina of Time just kind of felt like, all right, there's some people here. You can talk to them. They don't really have a whole lot to say, and they don't really matter overall, and that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, there are named people, but even then, like, you had that length of the past. You had the little bug kid, and you had Sasha Lahara, and, you know, you had oh. these... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You had all these characters, and so it didn't really feel like a vast jump up in the sense that, like, oh, man, I have people I can actually interact with. This is cool. It was kind of like the same thing, just in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Majora's Mask did a lot to change that. But even then, I don't know if Majora's Mask is a masterpiece. And that's legitimately one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's really tough because, like, I know for a fact that I'm in the same boat with Majora's Mask that it has a lot of issues, mm. and it still got a 3DS remake. And if I were to go back and play it now, I would play the 3DS remake because they made so many quality of life changes that make it better, so much more enjoyable to play. Right. So, like, you know, it, is it is it really a masterpiece if we're having to remake it and, like, change all this quality of life stuff in order to make it, like, a fun game to play again? Hmm. Still, hot take. I don't think Ocarina of Time is a masterpiece. I, I think that's something that, like, people will argue for and against. Like, you know. I agree. If a game came out and was revolutionary at the time and played great then, but doesn't necessarily play great now, does that disqualify it from being a masterpiece? And I think, you know, that's a that's definitely an argument that people can and should make. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that because, like I said, and I've argued with you on this, like, Ocarina of Time was completely revolutionary in terms of the actual mechanics of Zelda. Um, it wasn't revolutionary in the story of it because people always say like the Ocarina of Time formula. No, it was the Link to the Past formula. Get it right. Um, 
but technically it did a lot um, for the Zelda series, but also like gaming as a whole, because the whole Z targeting idea was so new. Right. And it was huge. Like it was a huge, huge deal. And even then, like the 64 had the the stick and like that was new. The stick. The stick. <laughs> um. So, I mean, that that's a thing that we should definitely consider is like, you know, technology has advanced. And I think an interesting one that we could talk about based on like, I guess, my life experience and my academic experience. What about Pac-Man? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think that like Pac-Man and a lot of like a lot, a lot of those games of that era are kind of like, you know, the basic gameplay of them are beneficial to them, especially now because, you know, they're easy to understand. Mm-hmm. They're easy to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they still hold up pretty dang well. So, I mean, like, while there's the whole argument on, like, tech, like technical aspects of games being revolutionary and that thus making them a masterpiece, and, like, even then, like, being a masterpiece at their time, some games can transcend time right. and still be a masterpiece, even if they are very simplistic or whatever. Like, it didn't age as well, necessarily. It's kind of one of those things where I look at, like, the the 32-bit era. The, mm-hmm. the N64, the PlayStation 1, the Saturn, those games where it's like... <laughs> those games. You almost kind of feel like that out of any um, generation of consoles or just like era of games that that might be the era where you're going to find the least masterpieces. I can agree with that. Because like, that, that transition to 3D is such an awkward time. A lot of those games don't hold up visually as well. The gameplay doesn't really necessarily hold up visually as well. Or or gameplay doesn't hold up, you know, just playing it as well. Not, not visually. That's, that was a weird thing to say. Um, so like, it's hard necessarily to, to jot a bunch of like those games down because, you know, like, like we've just been talking about while they may have been revolutionary at the time, like, do you necessarily want to play that game again or at least that version of that game again right uh i know that one that comes up regularly is final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. uh that's basically on like every list of like best games of all time kind of thing and i think even if you're looking at that that ps1 era of final fantasy like that's not even it's not even the best of the PS1 Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's like I, I understand it's a good game, but like if we're gonna talk about masterpieces, like it's nine. It's nine. Period. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah. Because visually, um, I think it still holds up pretty well. Uh, gameplay wise, it's you know it's it's technically a return to form. Mm-hmm. It's basically we're gonna make this a little bit more simplistic and make it back to like the sixteen and eight bit versions of Final Fantasy. And that's that style still held up, and that gameplay was still really good, really good at that time. The story is fantastic. Yep, the narrative is wonderful, and mm-hmm. all the characters are fantastic. Yeah. Even like the characters that don't get as much characterization, like um, even as something as simple as uh, Emerant, um, Emerant, however you want to say his name, um, I've heard it both ways. Uh, something as simple as the fact that like when he first joins your team, he won't do a victory. Um, stance at the end of the uh, battle and eventually once you get through the whole um 
Castle Eisman thing, he'll start doing it because he realizes like, oh, okay, I am part of this group. I'm part of you guys and I am on board. And he eventually starts doing like a victory stance. Like that's such a minor character development that people wouldn't notice, but it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it says a lot about who he is as a character. And like, you don't get that kind of level with like Yuffie. Right. I think that, that that's completely fair. Um, but you know, I, I will repeatedly see Final Fantasy VII up there, and like I like Final Fantasy VII. It's okay. Um, and I think that's do a... I want to <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. I was gonna say like I think that's also something that kind of ties into this, where nostalgia is such mm-hmm. a driving force for a lot of these types of lists that it's that is something you really have to divorce yourself when you're talking about this type of 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 theory of of masterpieces like you can't let nostalgia drive you into saying like oh well, i played this game when i was a kid and i really loved it so you know x means y that means it's a great game i mean like final fantasy 7 was a lot of people's first final fantasy correct and i can't say that because my first final fantasy might have been mystic quest <laughs> yeah it, it was either the original final fantasy or mystic quest it was one of those but um Regardless, like, as much as I love Mystic Quest, I can't say that that's a masterpiece. Right, yeah. <laughs> and even then, I wouldn't consider Final Fantasy 1 a masterpiece. No. Um, it's kind of a hot mess, and I wouldn't want to play it again for the life of me. But, no. like, you know, you have to divorce yourself from the sense of, like, I played this, it was my first one, it's a masterpiece, and I love it. Like, I think that's the mistake a lot of people make with Final Fantasy VII. And even Ocarina of Time, I think, is the same kind of sense in that it's, like, people played that one first, so it's stuck in their mind that, like, that's the best one, that's the benchmark. And I can disagree with that because both series have done a ton afterwards that was way more revolutionary, way more interesting in terms of, like, story mechanics, that kind of thing. Yeah, like Zelda 2. Zelda 2 was uh, before <laughs> Ocarina of Time. I know. I just wanted to be a jerk. Even then, Zelda 2 is fantastic. Is it a masterpiece? No. Yeah, I don't think Zelda 1 is either. No. (laughs) (laughs) We just recently played through that one. (laughs) It does let you do the mash. So that's obviously a a big point in his favor. (laughs) Um, Before we get into it, we have this list pulled up on Wikipedia that is literally titled List of Video Games Considered the Best. Considered the Best, And the whole thing about this is that, like, this is a list of games that they have to have been at least on five different best-slash-greatest-of-all-time lists. Mm -hmm. So that kind of narrows a lot of these down. Some of them, some of the more recent ones have a little bit of, like, you know, recency bias to them, so it's that's kind of a little bit harder to get into, but... Even then, the very first game on the list, I take many issues with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that, but I wanted to kind of go back to some of our like personal lists and just talk a, a bit more about some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really wanted to talk about Garo Mark of the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a game I would consider a masterpiece. Okay. Because I think for a game that came out in 1999, like the pixel art and the animations for that game are just absolutely gorgeous. One of the best looking fighting games of all time, in my opinion. I think the gameplay, the fighting mechanics are all, it's so, it's very smooth and fluid. It's very snappy in a way that you want, that it still holds up incredibly well today. And like, that's, that's kind of the mark of a lot of those later SNK fighting games where, you know, 
it was a mark of quality. Like, you know, if it was an SNK game, like it was going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe like maybe the one thing that kind of might hold it back is the story, but it's because, you know, you kind of have to know the greater lore of the Fatal Fury universe to kind of get some of the intricacies of it. But even then, like, I think in terms of storytelling and just how absolutely petty it is, which is a fantastic quality that it has that, you know, for the bookend of that series to this date, like, I think it does a very good job of trying to tie things back into the previous games and also just giving, like, different looks at at, at characters. Like, you know, you got Terry Bogard without a hat. And he's got a jacket now, and he's older, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. My eternal rival's dead at my hands. Like, what do I do with my life? And he gets dragged back into everything. Like, obviously, it's a little bit of, like, you know, personally, I think that game is fantastic. But also, I just think, in terms of, you know, fighting games in general, like, it's hard to argue that the game isn't one of the best of all time. One thing that I wanted to actually ask you about, I guess. Okay. Um, is I feel like this really ties into the whole idea of like video games as art. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's been an argument of like, should video games be considered art? And if they are, like, which ones qualify? Right. And so, like, if we're thinking about the whole phrasing of masterpiece in the sense of like, you know, a lot of Da Vinci's work is considered masterpiece, like, would you consider a lot of these video games that are considered art masterpieces? And it often is the case that I wouldn't. I guess it depends. Well, let's think um, both of us have relatively recently played uh, Shadow of the Colossus. That's mm-hmm. one of the number one games that's usually on that list. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a masterpiece. It's not. It's not a masterpiece. Um, even then, like, Eco is usually on that list. Uh, Okami is usually on that list. But I think as um, well, like, a lot of those lists are just like, look how, like, artsy-fartsy this game looks. Or, like, look how avant-garde this game plays or looks. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost, when you're kind of put on that list, you're basically, like, a style. Right. You're not literally considering, like, you know, this game is art for this, this, and this reason. It's just, like, you know, this game looks really good. It plays differently from everything else that's out there. Um, You know, it's more movie-like or something like that. Like, I don't think necessarily that people who are going around... I mean, not not everyone is like this, obviously. That's that's something to keep in mind. But, like, you know... Mm -hmm general list of like games as art here are the list of games that we think are quote-unquote art which that's a you know hugely ambiguous term to just begin with and like like i said i think just like you're 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 kind of pegging a style at that point like you're not necessarily considering like why this game's art right like um journey is another one on there not journey the atari game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is definitely not a masterpiece. <laughs> but, um, you know, I like Journey. I played it. I had fun with it. Um, people consider it art regularly, but is it, as a video game, a masterpiece? Yeah, that's... I just think it's an interesting idea mm-hmm. to consider. Is like, you know, what's the crossover on this idea, even? Like, if you're on the list of, like, best games of all time, you're considered, like, a masterpiece of the medium does that transfer over to it as art? And 
often the case is no but even then like a lot of the games on this like best games of all time thing both of us would disagree with look at it this way like you know obviously i come from like a literature background with like with what i study and everything but look at look at someone like shakespeare who is definitely considered capital l literature in the Mm -hmm. canon all that sort of stuff well studied yada 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 even though he was mostly fart jokes yeah exactly <laughs> you know he he has written legitimately fantastic stuff, stuff yeah, that has. absolutely is worthy of study. Just because you know his name is iconic and everything is all of his is all of his works art. Should they be considered capital A art? Should Titus Andronicus, the torture porn play, basically because it's basically what it is? Should that oh, be is. considered art? Probably not. Like that's not a really good play. Yeah. There are stuff in his catalog that's, you know, relatively speaking, not that great. Like, it's maybe stuff he, he did early in his career that he goes on to do better later, or it's just stuff that, you know, just isn't that great. John Donne's a poet that is is largely studied for his poetry, and mm-hmm. some of that poetry he literally talks about wanting to f*** God. Is that art? <laughs> Even though it's studied very regularly? <laughs> There's like just in terms of capital L literature, you can look through, you know, the greats, the quote unquote greats who are considered, you know, legitimately gods of art and the humanities and literature and all that sort of stuff. But not all their stuff is considered art. Right. Because that is like like we've been talking about. It's highly subjective. And to tie this back into, you know, the whole games as art thing, like just because, you know, a work or a game looks like it should be considered quote-unquote art, doesn't mean it necessarily is going to be. Like, that label doesn't necessarily give you the high clout that it necessarily should because, you know, people kind of just throw that word around for the sake of throwing that word around because they don't necessarily understand what it what it means or the what it evokes in, in, in certain types of, of media. Mm-hmm. That's my gist. I just wanted to talk about John Donne and his poems where he wanted to f*** God. Real no, I mean, it's 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 really an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, two academics from relatively similar but also different backgrounds having this conversation is, yeah. is also fantastic. Um, I don't know. It's, it's those are it's hard questions to answer because yeah. there's there is no definitive or right or wrong answer. It's correct. It's why people have been debating this stuff for for years. It's why people in literature debate that stuff for hundreds of years. <laughs> like, you're never gonna find a right answer. No, it's it, that's correct. That's just the way these are. But yet, you know, I think especially in video games because it's such a an interesting field in general. But also, it brings about certain certain types of people that you know people see a here's x publications best games of all time and you know that becomes the gospel or it's like well i can't believe you put this above this you're clearly wrong like no this is the this is clearly the way it should be and like no that's not how that works um basically put final fantasy 6 above final fantasy 7 on a list and see how the internet explodes and it's beautiful let's talk you want to talk about a masterpiece final fantasy 6 is a masterpiece 
I would agree with that. It's an incredibly well-written game. Does amazing things with the hardware that it is on. Like graphically, it's a beautiful game. Musically, <laughs> it does things that the Super Nintendo should never have been able. Never to have do. been able to do. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Oh man! Like everything about that game is just so good. So good. I mean, they made an entire freaking opera in it. And what other what other games of the time were making operas in them? Ugh, so good. I would consider that a masterpiece, yes. Yeah. But yeah, you put it above Final Fantasy VII on the list and the internet explodes. Uh, I, th- ah. I think as well, like it's it's we should probably mention at some like at some point, like, hey, you know, people are gonna disagree with us in terms of like what we consider masterpieces and what we don't consider masterpieces. Oh yeah. And that is completely fine. It is. It's very, very fine. And like I said at the beginning, like when I said the Ocarina of Time is not, um, that's a controversial opinion. And I fully expect people will disagree with me because people have opinions. It's it's exactly what I said at the top of the show. Everything's objective. Yes. Just because we have an opinion on it doesn't mean necessarily that you can't have an opinion on it or that you can disagree or agree with us. Like you can completely Mm -hmm. come up with an argument that that counteracts what we think. Or agrees with it, or whatever you want to do with it. That's the beauty of this type of field study conversations. Conversations, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else you want to talk about off of like your best of list that you would consider or not consider a masterpiece? I mean, I've talked about most of them. Like, mm-hmm. we've talked about the Persona games. I've talked about Link to the Past and Chrono Trigger. Um, the Final Fantasy games we've had a conversation about. I've talked about Majora's Mask and how much I love Majora's Mask. Um, I don't know. I Like, it, it's kind of hard because you would think that as a person who played a lot of, like, NES games growing up that I would have more games from that era on there uh, as like masterpieces for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like I, I, I would this to that. You cut out there. In my opinion is. Ooh. Yeah. You cut out in the middle of your Am thought. I here now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what I was saying is the closest to like a masterpiece in the NES era, in my opinion would be, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I, I know people would argue for three. Some yeah. some people would argue for two. They're probably a little bit more outliers, but yeah, I think They are outliers. I think you could you could probably make an argument for any of those those three. Mm-hmm. And I don't like all three a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but I think in terms of like actual like masterpiece, I would I would go with one personally. I can I this is off the list that I just saw, but I think this this is definitely one that would count. Um uh, masterpiece from the NES NES era, Mega Man Two. Okay, I could see that. Um, I, like I said, just as somebody who actually like grew up on the the tail end of the NES era and like played a lot of NES games, you'd think that I would have more of yeah. them. Um, but I just don't because it was it was kind of a weird era for gaming as well. Like, yes, there were a lot of revolutionary games, there were a lot of great games coming out, but are they masterpieces? That is the the question. And I think that's one thing that, as weird as it is, um, it seems like we're coming up on a trend here, and that like 
NES was kind of like doing revolutionary stuff and churning out some games. But then by the time we got to the SNES era, they had kind of like figured out what they're doing a bit and made some really phenomenal games. And it's kind of the same way with like the, the PS1 64 era and then going into like eras after that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you have like a lot of weird growing pains and all, and you have great games, but are they masterpieces? So it's a great question. Because, <laughs> like, cause does it mean, like, uh, you know, going from revolutionary console to the, the, the next console where people have kind of figured things out, does that mean, like, you're more acclimated to making a masterpiece? Or is just, you know, as technology evolves, that makes it better for, you know, for games to be more playable from era to era to era? It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a great question. Like, I don't know the answer to it, but... I don't either. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we've talked about before, like, Zelda is probably my favorite series, but Zelda 1 is in no way a masterpiece. Right. Um, Zelda 2 got a little bit closer, but even then, like, it still has some error, uh, some issues in it. <laughs> it does have an error in it. <laughs> it does have an error. I said that, and I was like, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, uh, it does, in fact, have one error in there. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the list, I would like to, to take time to talk about one more game. Okay. Metal Gear Solid 2. I knew that was going to come up. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Wow. I think I think that game does some incredibly incredible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still studied to this day in terms of like, you know, the ideas that it put forth that have basically coalesced with what is happening currently in our time period. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the whole, like, fake news and the internet coming together and creating its own version of the truth and everything. Right. Like, that's all stuff that is in Metal Gear Solid 2 that came out in 2001. Um, But there are problems with that game. Like, I think the gameplay isn't necessarily the best. Like, it's definitely an improvement from Metal Gear Solid 1, but it's still a little bit clunky in, in, spart- in, in, sparts, in spots. In spots. Um. <laughs> You know, some of the writing isn't necessarily that great at, at spots because, um, you know, it it, it kind of does dev- devolve into, like, generic action kind of plot here and there. Um, and then some of the things that they do just are kind of bad in general. Like, you don't need the president going up and grabbing your crotch, necessarily. Mm-hmm. You don't no. need some of the way that they kind of write some of the, the women characters in that game to kind of be pretty bland. Um, but all that being said like I really I mean I enjoy that game a lot but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a masterpiece yeah and I mean like I have some games from that general time period as well that like I would agree with like um, anybody who knows me at all knows that like my love for Shadow Hearts and Shadow Hearts Covenant is like knows no bounds mm-hmm. but are they masterpieces and eh, there's still a lot of errors in there um, I was trying to think, you know, Resident Evil 4 is like one of my favorite games. And even then, like I, I wouldn't go so far as to call that one a masterpiece. Yeah. It doesn't have agent. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Would you call Resident Evil 6 a masterpiece? Oh, totally. <laughs> um, the biggest masterpiece. <laughs> one that I think would be be an interesting conversation since I've played it relatively recently that I want to ask you about is Life is Strange. 
Did I did I hit you with the big guns here? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I want to say no. Okay, why? It might just come down to some of that writing. Yeah. Like I I I I think they do a great job of capturing the tone and just overall ness of high school as high a school. teenager. Mm-hmm. But there's some parts of that writing that's not that great. I think, you know, there's some parts of that gameplay that's not that great. I agree with you. That bottle part. That bottle in the part. End. <sighs> um. But at the same time, would you? I don't know if you played this or not. Would you consider the first season of The Walking Dead a masterpiece? For how I did play much? It. How much it basically innovated that genre? It did innovate the genre. I might. <sighs> I might lean more towards that one being a masterpiece. I mean, I have. I, to be fair. I haven't played it since it basically came out. Mm-hmm. And I know that game was ex- incredibly revolutionary at the time, which I know, like we've been talking about, like that's not necessarily the, the key factor, but, you know, it did so much in terms of like narrative storytelling. Um, the gameplay is, you know, it's similar to, to Life is Strange, so it's not necessarily the best, mm-hmm. but the ways that it basically essentially created the whole... Well, it didn't necessarily create, but it kind of really nailed down the whole choice-based narrative style and genre. Man, it's hard. <laughs> That's hard. I would lean towards yes, but I I don't know if I'd be definitive about it. Yeah, I don't know if that could be definitive because it's been years since I played The Walking Dead Episode 1. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the hard part, but... Because I might, we might go back and play it and be like, man, this is story's good, Ooh. but really, this gameplay is kind of trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one. <laughs> well, should we get into this list? This big old sure. list that we got. Yeah, I don't know that we need to go like game by game, but some I mean, of them you wanted to talk about Pong. I do want to talk about Pong because I, I dedicated so much of my life to did. Pong. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. feel like I know where you're going with this. I don't think this is a masterpiece. I think it's a very iconic game. It's a very revolutionary game for its time period. Masterpiece? No. I agree with you. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that it was? It was completely uh, revolutionary. It's iconic. It is an important video game. Is it a masterpiece? No. Period. You're never gonna see someone say this is the greatest video game of all time. I mean, you probably would, but they also probably haven't played a video game since 1972. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's the very simplistic gameplay that, that carries that thing, but there were so many different versions of Pong that it kind of hurts it more than helps it, because, you know, you know, there'd be versions that was just, you know, the very, just the gameplay. There was versions that have scoring in it. There was versions that might have been, like, tried to implement color into it, like, all of those iterations kind of make it harder to like say like, oh, this is a masterpiece because like, okay, what version are you talking about? Right. Well, and even then like Pong itself almost crashed the industry before it even got started. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Because I mean, you had so many knockoffs of it that like, right. It almost became an oversaturation. And again, it's kind of the same thing of like, you know, if there are completely different versions of this game that are created, like, was the first one actually a masterpiece? It's hard to say. Yep. 
I, I'm going to say no on Pong. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about out of this list? <laughs> well, we've talked about Pac-Man. We did. Um, I think Donkey Kong is a good one to, to go to. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, because it was also like one of the big Nintendo games for the first time and uh, had some interesting gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. Our introduction to Mario. Please, he was Jumpman. He was Jumpman. Um, again, I'm going to say no on it. Man. Are you going to say yes? I think Donkey Kong's really good. It is really good. It is a really, really good game. I just don't know how well that gameplay holds up. Right. Because there's some parts of it that you really have to, like, reconstruct your brain about. Like, you can't take fall damage in that game. You can't right. You can't fall in general or you right. die. And I think that's something that kind of hurts it rather than helps it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you would get the hang of it after, you know, that happens once. But still, it's. I think it's up there, but I don't necessarily think it's masterpiece level. I think if, like, you're taking Donkey Kong and Mario and comparing the two together, like, Mario is more intuitive and easier for other people, like, most people to play, whereas Donkey Kong takes, like, a... It, it has a learning curve. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these do have learning curves, but, like, for this kind of era to have a game that, like, basically anybody can play it, I would say, is more of a masterpiece than, than something that you have to spend, like, hours of your life trying to figure out exactly how to play it. Right. So... Again, I'm leaning no on it, but. I might as well. Um. Tetris. Tetris. I was just looking at that one. I I think that's that's a masterpiece. I think so. I think Tetris is like if you think about how like iconic the music was, how interesting like that type of music was for the game itself, like. What it, it basically made like a whole new genre, and I like there is the argument that you know that that is a game in a franchise that has had so many iterations. Like, which version mm-hmm. do you mean? If we're talking about regular Tetris, that's even had you know different versions on you know, like even the NES that had two different versions of Tetris. But for the most part, even if there were different developed versions, like it was the, still the same core gameplay, right. And that is, you know, that core gameplay is held up from its release all the way up to, you know, the new Tetris game that's coming out on PS4 in a month or two. Like, it's just been, when you're playing a Tetris game, you know what you're expecting. You know exactly what the gameplay is going to be. I think, you know, they got the formula right the first time and have basically held it up ever since then. And if you play the original Tetris, you're still going to have a good time. Yeah. So I would say that's that is a masterpiece. I agree with you. We've talked about Mario. We talked about Zelda. We did. Oh my god, I love the Contras on this list. I mean, Double Dragon Two is has is probably the most masterpiece of all video game intros of all time. Intros, yes. Yes, the realest video game introduction ever made. Not the NES Double Dragon version. Two intro is intense. The arcade version, because yeah, yeah. It's raw. It's violent. It's real. It's real. 
We've talked about Mega Man 2. We've talked about Mario 3. Mm-hmm. Talk about Mario World. Oh, wow. Monkey Island's on here. Interesting. I've never played a Monkey Island game. You've never played the secret of Monkey Island? Nope. I mean, I didn't we have like a PC of that nature growing up so okay we need to add that to the list of like (laughs) things that we need to play because i want to see if it lives up to like how i remember it and i also want to see what you would think of it because i mean there there's so many versions of monkey island it's easily accessible uh sonic the hedgehog (laughs) Ooh, i'm gonna say no yeah um as as horrible as that feels uh sonic has issues street fighter 2 And I'm guessing this means vanilla Street Fighter 2. Yeah, see, that's that's a question. It's like, which version of Street Fighter 2 are we talking about? Because they've legitimately been releasing Street Fighter 2 since, what? 91? When did it come out? 91? Oh, my God. There was a version that came out last year? Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think basic vanilla original Street Fighter 2 is a masterpiece. I wouldn't say basic, no. I don't know which version you would say is, but I think it would be one of the iterations that they made afterwards. Like maybe, uh, maybe one of the ones before Turbo. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one that. <sighs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah, that is no joke. Hmm. This Wikipedia list has there's Street Fighter Two. There's Special Champion Edition, which was on the, the Genesis. There's Turbo. There's the new Challengers. There's HD Remix. And then there's Ultra, which obviously that's not even all of them. Because there was like, there's Super, Super Turbo, blah, 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 blah. Well, Super Street Fighter 2 was the new Challengers, right? Yes. That sounds about right. And then Super Turbo never even came out for the Super Nintendo. That was like a Turbo Graphics or a... Th- I want to say maybe release and then obviously later came out as super turbo on like Xbox live arcade and all that. Um, I think if I were to choose one, I would pick new challengers. I might as well. I would say that's like the closest in that list to being like masterpiece super or super (laughs) masterpiece street fighter. There we go. Jeez. That was hard to get out. I don't think Mario Kart, original Mario Kart is one because, you know, nope. while I, I touted that game as the greatest Mario Kart game of all time, going back you and replaying did. it, I was like, ooh. You did. Ooh, this is a bit rougher than I remember. I mean, if we're going to put a Mario Kart on there, I think it has to be Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. It might be, yeah. Um, What about, like, Wolf 3D and Doom? Ooh, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, out of those two, I personally would put Doom. I I would I think I would too. Yeah, I think the Doom would definitely be up there. I like obviously Wolf 3D changed the game. It did. But Doom basically took it and like amped it up to eleven. Amped up to eleven and made the formula better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Daytona USA obviously is a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, Link's Awakening. No. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I 
Are you not even going to say anything? I mean, I haven't played it enough to say one way or the other. Okay. I mean, I think that it's it's got a great story and it's interesting in terms of some gameplay mechanics, but is it a masterpiece? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, yes. NBA Jam. Oh, man. I was looking at Mist on here. I, I've never played Mist. You never played Mist? Mm-mm. I played Mist a lot when I was a kid. Not um, from your friends at Broderbund. I know. That's Your how friend I knew specifically. About, that's how I knew about Broderbund was because I played Miss so much as a kid. I might honestly say NBA Jam's a masterpiece. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I never really played NBA Jam. Well, like it, um, it basically makes you know a sports game into like crazy arcade, and they really basically, especially Midway at the time, just nailed down the gameplay in a way that made it just incredibly fun to play. Yeah. Um. And while I personally like Mist, or I remember liking Mist, I would not put it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, meh. Oh man, Secret of Mana's on here, or Mana, whatever you want to say it. Uh, that's a no for me. Even if I do love it. The original version, let me clarify <laughs> right now. I don't think Donkey Kong Country is a masterpiece. If I were going to put a Donkey Kong up there as a masterpiece, it would be two. Ow. Ow. I hit my tooth with my, my water bottle. I don't even know if oh. I would put any of them up there. I don't know. Like, they were good games, but are they masterpieces? I don't think so. I think I think kind of that visual style just... I don't know if it's aged that well. Yeah. Because it's so weird. Did we miss? Okay, yeah. Never mind. Um, We've already talked about Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. I uh, haven't played one Earthbound I think... to, to say one That's what I was going to say. Is Earthbound's on here. That's interesting. Um... And even then, I don't know that I would put Earthbound as one, as a masterpiece. It's good. Uh, consensus so. with us was Final Fantasy VI is a yes. masterpiece. Super Metroid is not a masterpiece. No. No. Cue everyone getting mad at that. Yeah. Yoshi's it's Island. Not a masterpiece. It's not. I liked it, but it's not a masterpiece. Oh, yes. Nights in the Dreams. The quintessential <laughs> masterpiece. No. Uh, no. I might say those po- those original Pokemon games are masterpieces. I didn't play enough of them to know. Because they were so accessible to everyone. Uh, yeah. Especially in a way that made the JRPG genre accessible to way more people than potentially might have seen it before. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, the gameplay was very simple and intuitive that you know it's easy to pick up and play and even going back to those games it's still fun to play yeah like they they necessarily aren't the best looking games because they're game boy games but you know for that hardware and like the music that's able to come out of it like it it still works all very very well we're about to get into some real controversial stuff i just looked at the list and i'm like ooh, there's gonna be some real controversial things i know resident evil one uh, no. A Jill Sandwich. That's a masterpiece. Jill Sandwich. You are the master of lockpicking. Masterpiece Lines. <laughs> uh, masterpiece Lines. Is it a masterpiece? No. It's a good It's a good game. Super Mario 64. Um, I love it, but it's not a masterpiece. No. It's not. I'd say the same thing about Tomb Raider. Like, I don't like, how the hell did a Tomb Raider game from the... I don't know how Tomb Raider... I mean, I know those games were very popular at the time, but like... Even back then, I would play those games and be like, "This, this plays like trash." They were popular for one. Okay, reason, yeah, like, two to be reasons. fair, true. Um, but like, they're not masterpieces. They're not even really good mm-hmm. games. 
Uh, Symphony of the Night, we kind of talked about, I think, off recording. Yeah, we did. I haven't played it, so I don't. I can't say one way or the other. It has a, a masterpiece line in it. <laughs> it does. I really think that if you played Symphony of the Night, you would like it. I don't know that you would elevate it to that status or not. It's a fantastic game, and it's my favorite Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think I could put it to that level. But it is my favorite Castlevania. Right. I could tell you tactics is not going to be on your list. I, as I have never played it, so. Well, you don't like tactical role playing that, games. That too. I'm just, I'm um, trashing them. It's good. Yeah. Uh, We've talked about Final Fantasy Seven. Goldeneye, I never really played, so I can't say one way or the other. I played it. It is not aged well. Star Fox 64. Clearly, it's a masterpiece. I, I never no. played it. No. So. It's, it's good, but no. I might say Tekken 3 is a masterpiece. Okay, wow. I don't know that I've played enough Tekken 3. To but I, don't, like... I guess I don't know one way or the other because I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. That's kind of the. Grim Fandango is on the bad here. Thing about it. I love Grim Fandango. I don't think Metal Gear Solid's a masterpiece. No. Um, we've talked about Ocarina of Time. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I think the problem with MGS is that like just the gameplay is doesn't necessarily hold up as well. Yeah. Uh, RE2. I haven't really. I played it, but I never really beat it, so I can't say one or the other. Um, again, it's a good game, not a masterpiece. Oh, here we go. Shenmue. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's a lot of these out of, out of this, like this, like the 90, the 90 to 2000. I'm just like, I don't know. Ooh. I've talked about Majora's Mask already. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Ooh, I have opinions on this one. Give me your opinions, please. I loved Pro Skater 2. Yes. I loved it. Yes. I played so much of it that it's like insane. Like Pro Skater 2 and 3 were my jam. Mm -hmm. So like it out of all the sports games on there, I would be more inclined to put this one as the masterpiece. I I didn't necessarily play as much 3. I, I played the inferior version of 3, which I think is kind of the problem. And 3 is usually considered yeah. the better game of of two and three, but I played a lot of two, and two was so good. I mean, you could say that about those first three Tony Hawk games in general. Yeah, you definitely could. Like, I think if we group them as like the three together, that is very much a yes. I I think I think Pro Skater Two is a masterpiece. I'm gonna agree with you on it. Final Fantasy Ten. No. Um. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue for it being a masterpiece, but it is a good video game. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Wow, GTA 3 and the original Halo. And Eco right in a line. I'm looking at Gran Turismo 3. Oh, see, I didn't play that one. Gran Turismo 3 was real good. I believe it. Is it a masterpiece? I haven't. I mean, I haven't played it probably since like in the last fifteen years to say one or the other. But it it might be. It was a darn good racing game <laughs> for the time. I don't know. Like, 
you could probably find better ones, but you know, it's a uh, yeah. Man, Halo One's good. I don't know if it's masterpiece it's, level. It's really good. Um, GTA Three, eh. I never uh, played that, GTA Three. Really? Because when I finally came to the PS Two, like it was like Vice City was out, and that was the one I wanted oh, to play more. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Halo is kind of in the same thing of like it was really innovative. It was really important. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a big game, but like is it a masterpiece? I don't know. And I think other games in the franchise have come and gone and that were better. Done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Ego is one of the games that I would say is like games as art, but is it a masterpiece? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Ego. Max Payne's an interesting one on this list. Yeah, I didn't think that Max Payne would be on here. I'm also interested that Res is on here. I mean, like, wow. I think that makes sense. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel didn't like know more that people a lot like of people... Res than actually talk about Res. Okay, that makes sense. Because I never hear anybody ever talk about Res. But don't worry, Smash Brothers Melee is on here, and that's clearly the greatest game ever made. It's not even the best Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh. Um. Also, Silent Hill 2 is on here. Hmm. I think if you were going to say that a Silent Hill game was a masterpiece, it would be Silent Hill 2, but I'm not sure that Silent Hill 2 is a masterpiece. Sure. <laughs> you never played Silent nope. Hill. Okay. I played the demo of 4. That was uh, it. When it was out? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't... Vice City doesn't... Hasn't aged well enough, I don't think, to... Mm-hmm. It's a... Aesthetically, it's a fantastic game. Like, just... It captures the feel of the 80s. But it's it's also a game where if you go back to it, it's it's rough to go back to. Yeah. Uh, Wind Waker's an Wind Waker. interesting one because it comes up exactly with the same problem that Ocarina and Majora have where you have an original version, but also you have a better version they made years down the line. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if they were, if we were talking about a masterpiece on here, it would be the HD version of Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, is it a masterpiece if it's a remake of an original game? I don't know. It's a tough question. Um, because I think of the like more recent Zeldas, Wind Waker is the closest to a masterpiece out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But even then, like the original Wind Waker had that really terrible Triforce quest at the end that like right completely destroys the pacing. So like when they fixed that in HD, I was like, this is great. But like, does that mean that Wind Waker is a masterpiece? Yeah. And I'm saying that discounting, like, I think that it's too early for me to determine on Breath of the Wild. We'll have that discussion. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm? No, I'm just saying, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about Breath of the Wild. I have to think about this <laughs> while we're talking about this. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, I think San Andreas kind of falls into the same problem that a lot of those GTA games from the PS2 era fall into, where like they were great at the time, but they may not necessarily be the best to play now. Yeah. Which I think kind of holds it back a bit. Half-Life 2 is on here. Half-Life 2 is... Yeah, that it's a revolutionary game. Like, make no bones mm-hmm. about it. Like, obviously... Oh, it is. Neither of us are going to deny that. Like, I never got into it as much as other people did, but yeah. I just got the soundtrack for Katamari today. You did. <laughs> I think I think you would have to say World of Warcraft is a masterpiece. I think so. Like vanilla version, straight up, yes. 
How in God's name did Devil May Cry 3 get on this list? <laughs> I love question. Devil May Cry, but like, how is this on the list? What the f***? <sighs> Guitar Hero? Oh my god. As someone who played a lot of those games, I don't think you would put original Guitar Hero on as a masterpiece. No. Maybe Guitar um, Hero 2. And I know a lot of people, um, going back to the game before this on here, God of War is on this list, and I've played... God of War 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate God of War. I hate it. I think the gameplay's terrible. I think the writing's terrible. I think the way they treat women in it is garbage. Like, I do not understand why people love God of War. They I were understand edgy games in the mid-2000s. There you go. And, like, I've heard people say, like, the new God of War is completely different. And I understand that, but I'm so put off by the entirety yeah. of God of War that I just can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's a game, yes. I don't think Oblivion's a masterpiece. No, I wouldn't consider that. No. Here's a controversial opinion. I might say Wii Sports is a masterpiece. I don't see why that would be controversial. Because people are weird. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to Resident Evil 4 and say while I absolutely love the game in every single way, shape, and possible like i i don't know that i can call it a masterpiece yeah, that's fair um we've talked about shadow of the Colossus a bit mm-hmm. gears of war is interesting on this list because even then there's been better gears of war since the first yeah. one um okami is a good game mm-hmm. okami has had an hd re-release and still has gameplay issues so <laughs> yeah yikes i think bioshock's an interesting one to talk about yeah did you play bioshock uh yes i don't think i finished it but i played it okay um i think in terms of like first person shooter games um you know we haven't put one on this list since doom i think bioshock's it i think i would disagree with you and go with call of duty 4 really Mm Mhm. because modern warfare 1 really just changed the game in terms of I mean you look at that game and basically every first person shooter after it copies Call Model of Duty 4. Yeah, you're right. And like the way that the story was very good in a way that, you know, you don't necessarily think of Call of Duty game stories being that great. Uh the multiplayer was just legitimately some of the best multiplayer of that time and even like I look back and think like that was maybe some of the best multiplayer times I ever had. Okay. Like it, the gameplay was just so so good in a way that you'd never really expect from console first person shooters and it's it's honestly why you know like you always hear people just bring up Call of Duty 4 in just discussions about first person shooters or just the Call of Duty uh franchise in general. I And it was popular for years afterwards. Years. I I think that's Trust a me, I worked at a GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a masterpiece. Okay. Uh, I might put Halo 3 as a masterpiece. I I would be more inclined to put Halo 3 over the original yeah. Halo, definitely. Like, it's not my I, favorite. I would say Halo 3. Like, I would, if you were going to pick, like, favorite Halo game, it's Reach or ODST. Okay. But I think what Halo 3 did as a game and just, like, in terms of shooters as well, like, it also just changed the game 
Yeah. And just the, the controls and everything was so tight and f- amazing. The game looked really good. Uh, the multiplayer was fantastic. Like, it's it's hard to argue, I think, against that game. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has Portal on it. I would argue for Portal 2 over the original Portal. I don't think I ever... I played some Portal 2. I just don't know if I ever beat it. Okay, we need to add that to the list I, of things I was you playing need to play. A, I played it co-op with a friend, but I don't think we ever beat it. Uh, playing it co-op is different. Yeah, exactly. Playing so. the single-player story. Uh, but out of the two, I would put Portal 2 above Portal. Okay. I don't think Galaxy is. I, Mario Galaxy, for I the record. I barely played that game, so I yeah, I can't say one, one way or the it's other. It's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. And that's the case with a lot of these games. Is like, yes, it is the a fantastic game. The reason why they're game. on this list. Right. But is it a masterpiece? No. Hmm. Which one? I don't know. I'm looking at a lot of things. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first one I was looking at just now is Fallout 3. I I never played a lot of it. I own yeah, it, but and I, I didn't. I, I can't call it a masterpiece, partially because like Bethesda is not good at making things work properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, partially that, but um, GTA 4, no, no. not really. Um, Left 4 Dead was... Ooh. I played a lot of Left 4 Dead. <laughs> but I think if you're going Left 4 Dead, you go 2. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I think that... Than... I think you could call that a masterpiece. I think you could call 2 a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I would not call Little Big Planet a masterpiece. Never played it. Um, we talked about Persona 4 already, which I'm actually surprised this is on the list, yeah. but good job, Persona 4. Assassin's Creed 2. I love Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. I don't think it's a masterpiece. It has too many gameplay yeah. issues. Like they, they definitely changed a lot of things that were problematic of AC1, but I don't mm-hmm. think this is the one. Like Even then, if, like, if we're talking about Assassin's Creed games, I might go Brotherhood over 2. Yeah. Brotherhood's a better game. But I don't even think I would call that a masterpiece. I don't even think that a masterpiece. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't consider Batman Arkham Asylum a masterpiece. It's a really good game. It's good. But, like, yeah, I don't know if it would be masterpiece level or not. Um, hot takes, I hate the Uncharted series. That's fair. I tried to play, yeah. I tried to go back and play through a lot of those. I played through four, uh, and I, I have, like, I kind of have all three of the other ones somehow. Mm-hmm. And I tried to play through one, and that game just did not hold up well. So I never went through two, so I can't really say much about that. Limbo. Limbo. I would say yes on Limbo. Okay. Um, Limbo, in terms of, like, aesthetics, the, like, minimalistic story, the actual gameplay, like, it all works so well. Mm. Um, I think that Limbo is one of those that can cross over into, like, games as art and also being an actual masterpiece. Yeah. Mass Effect 2... You're the Mass Effect man here. I, I hear the I hear the th- the fingers going yeah, there. Like, I, I personally think Mass Effect One is the better game and is the best game of the the trilogy. Mm-hmm. But there's there's weird problems with that game, just like mechanically, because it's such a a weird game in general of a mishmash of RPG and action game. Yeah. And then Mass Effect Two just basically takes it and 
the diff- the whole it just takes all the action and just amps it up to 11 and makes it way more of like a third person shooter than anything yeah, I, I don't know if i would call either of them a masterpiece though like they're great games but yeah yeah uh if we're going with a rock band game it's rock band 2 rock band 2 is, <laughs> is legitimately a masterpiece rock band 2 is great rock band 2 is probably one of the best games ever made it did a lot for that genre it as really well. did like it took all the stuff from rock band one iterated on it made it better uh made more things with dlc allowed you to i mean that was the first game that allowed you to transfer songs from game to game and that was such a monumental task in and of itself uh it was huge the visuals got a lot better the gameplay got a lot better rock band 2 is a nine is a near perfect game in my opinion but rock band 3 is good i think rock band 3 is just a little too ambitious for its own good where it's like Hey, you can learn to play the guitar in this game. We have keyboard support. Uh, you can actually, you have like pro drums. Like all that stuff is really, really cool and interesting. But like, it just gets so, it got, it got too big for its own britches, I think. Yeah. And then like the genre died. Yeah. 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 The genre did die. Um, Galaxy 2, I'm in the same boat as Galaxy 1. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fantastic game, not a masterpiece. Right. I don't know how Super Meat Boy is on here. I like Super Meat Boy, but, like, a lot of people one like of the that best game. games of all time. Mm. A lot of people like that game. It makes me want to bash my head against the wall, even if I do like it. <laughs> Arkham City is an automatic no, because that has a shark in it. And I don't think that game is as good as Asylum. I agree with you on that. Uh, Dark Souls, haven't played enough of. Nope. Skyrim. <laughs> Which no. version of Skyrim are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> Skyrim's good, but like, no. Yeah, no. Hmm. Is Minecraft a masterpiece? Is that a controversial thing to say that Minecraft is a masterpiece? Because it might I've be. Not played, I've not played Minecraft. I mean, it's... it's it is the most popular game pretty much ever made. It's mm-hmm. got simplistic gameplay that anyone can pick up and play. You know, graphically, it's not the greatest looking game, but, you know, it's something that can be translated to anyone and have it be understand. It's just, you know, blocks. It's and it's had, like, a lot of lasting out. impact. Had a lot of lasting like, impact, you know. Minecraft might be a masterpiece. It might be. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played it, so I'm, as an outsider... I'd say that, like, the fact that it's had such, like, longevity to it Mm -hmm. and so many people play it, like, I can understand it. Uh, Portal 2, you already made the argument kind of about... I would say, yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening? No. It's it's good, but no. Uh, We already talked about Journey. We kind of already talked about Mass Effect 3, which I don't know how that's on this list to begin with because it's such a controversial game. It's so controversial. Uh, We talked about The Walking Dead. Dota 2... I mean, I've never, I've kind of played Dota 2 once, and my computer was like, what are you doing? No, we can't handle this. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. I, I played the original Dota. I didn't play a lot of Dota 2. I don't know. I don't have mm-hmm. enough experience to say one or the other, but like those games Same. are extremely popular in a way that it's incredible to see, but 
I couldn't really tell you. GTA 5 yeah, is a no. Yeah, but so is like StarCraft. Yeah, that's true. Uh, GTA 5 is also a no, yeah. Uh, the Last of Us. I haven't played it. It's... I've had everything spoiled for me, yeah. but I haven't played it. I mean, narratively, it's really well done. I just think like some of the gameplay parts of it aren't that great. Because it's, yeah. it's the Uncharted system. Ugh. That's all you have to say for me. Bloodborne. <laughs> That's a tough one. Bloodborne is fantastic. It is legitimately a great video game. Didn't play it. I don't know. Because I don't know if that style of gameplay would hold it back from being yeah. considered. I think if you don't necessarily knock that against it, it might be a masterpiece. But also, like, those games are so weird narratively because they hide so much story and just, like, item descriptions and all that sort of stuff. But Oh, I don't like that. That's, that's, I, don't, I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. That's a tough Questable. one. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher 3 is good, but I I think it has some issues with like length and stuff where it's kind of too mm-hmm. long for its own good. And I think the DLCs they made were better than the main game. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Inside. We both played Inside. We did both play Inside. I didn't like Inside. I liked Inside. I don't think it's a masterpiece. No, it's not the level of Limbo. I don't know. Limbo didn't have certain things from the end game. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> uh, Overwatch. I don't know. I don't. I like Overwatch. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I haven't played it. That leaves us with one last game. That's on this. And list. I've been thinking about it since you mentioned it because I was thinking yeah. at first, I'm like Breath of the Wild hasn't been out long enough, and then I'm like, but has it been out long enough? The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. And I've been thinking, like, I still can't get the world of Breath of the Wild out of my head. It's This is basically the conversation that ties into, like, how long does a work of art need to be out before it's considered a masterpiece? And, you know, and that, that, that differs from person to person. It does. And, like, earlier in the podcast, in this very podcast, I was like, I don't know, it hasn't been long, long enough. And then, like, I've been thinking about it as we've been going through this list. I'm like... I would consider Breath of the Wild a masterpiece. I would have told you last year that Breath of the Wild was a masterpiece. I think I did on the podcast. Yeah, I think we both did. Um, like I was thinking at first, like, I don't know, maybe I have to be separated from it for a while. But like the fact that I have not been able to get this game out of my head since I played it, I think says a whole lot. I, I completely agree. Like it's it's one of those games that has stuck with me in a way that a lot of games don't don't like a lot of games i play i'm like oh it's good and then like i don't think about them again until like years down the line this one i still cannot let go like everything about it is just like i love you breath of the wild and i think like even as like like we've talked about like as time has gone on like that that feeling has not changed it's gotten it's stayed the same or gotten even stronger like Obviously, it's controversial to say, like, you know, a game that came out a year and a half ago is a masterpiece, but, like, I don't... I'm going to stick by it. I think, I truly believe that that game is a masterpiece. Um, I, I am going to go on record and say, yeah, I agree with it. It's one of my favorite Zelda games at this point. Um, it's up there with Link to the Past as one of my favorites. 
Breath of the Wild is so good. You don't know this because, but like, even I'm going to say this, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's very Al. <laughs> but I don't remember if it was yesterday or Sunday, but one of those days I like came running out of the bathroom after having taken a bath and I was like, hey, Keller, I want you to listen to this song from Breath of the Wild because of all this intriguing stuff that it does in terms of like the way that it sounds. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like I had this conversation like a month ago with my mom about the Hyrule Castle theme and like, yes, it's the music, but musicality of a game is like so important in terms of mood. And what I was actually talking to my brother about is how like in the the Champions Ballad, which uh, Champions Ballad has a lot of issues, but uh, if you listen to the very beginning of when Kaz is playing the um, Kaz is playing the Champions Ballad songs, like he starts off and he's kind of shaky and he's not so good at it, and then by the end of it, he's got like a flowing version of the song going. I'm just like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> but then like the Hyrule Castle theme has, you know, the the embodiment of Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf in the attire that Ganondorf, not Ganon. Let me clarify that. Um, all in the same song. And then, like, you have the broken versions of, like, regular Zelda songs. The gameplay itself is fantastic. It's so fun to play. The characters are awesome. The story is fragmented, yes, but the way that it tells the story is so beautiful. And I cry still to this day about Breath of the Wild. So, yes, I... <laughs> I am going to contradict what I said like 10 minutes ago and say Brother Wild is hands down a masterpiece. There you go. And that is obvious, by the way, that I just kind of lost my <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> I hope somebody can actually discern what I was actually trying to say there because it's talking very fast. It's very good. <laughs> Even then, like, sometimes I'll boot it up and go and, like, wander around the world and look at it and I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. It is. So like I okay. One last thing I'm gonna say about Breath of the Wild. Do you remember the first time that you ran into the dragon on the mountain? Which one? The one on the 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 southeast mountain where like it's full of the malice and like you look up and it's got like it's flying around you. Do you remember that? Did you get that scene? Yeah. Like that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. There's a lot of moments like that in that game. Yeah, and I think that it's also really neat how it ties together lore from all the other Zelda games that's come before it. Um, like you have names, you have uh, like statues of loft wings. It, it, it incorporates everything from other Zelda games, and it does it in a way that's like not campy and ridiculous. I'm going to say, yeah, that's my uh, second... Zelda masterpiece on this list. Even with that being my favorite series of all time, there's only two. <laughs> well, there you go. Sad. Um, so even though we've like said a lot of our favorite games are not masterpieces, I think it's a really interesting argument in terms of like what people consider a masterpiece, what the, what the pieces are that have to come into place to be a masterpiece. And, like we've said, people are going to disagree with us a whole lot on certain aspects of this, and that's fine, because it's all opinion. Right, exactly. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> there you go. We have we have figured out what a masterpiece is, and that is the definitive truth about it. I just keep thinking about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. 
So there you go. If you'd like more from us, go to seasonlanguagecheckup.com or scc.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Language Checkup and Jared Now Watch. And you can find pol- or blah, blah, columns and reviews as well. <laughs> you can follow Ann Ladium at annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash checkup. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Uh, we'll do something next week. Who knows what it'll be. It'll depend on how quickly we get through things. Yes. Plus, like, job interview stuff. Yes. It's a busy week. It is a very busy week. But, uh, so, we'll come up with something. That's what we do. Our podcast is a masterpiece. There you go. I would agree. Definitive word. <laughs>